Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2 episode 217 of this study podcast. Thank you for joining us as we are as we begin our study this week of a new week of Come Follow Me and it's going to be a very interesting one I think. Uh, we are in August 3rd to August 9th. Uh, covering Alma 43 to 52, stand fast in the far, in, in the faith of Christ. And this, uh, you know, we, we've been quite accustomed to the last few weeks of having like three, four, maybe even two chapters to study and getting a lot from them. Now we've got nine chapters to try and get through. And if you remember, there was a period of time in Second Nephi with the Isaiah chapters, we had quite a lot of chapters to get through. But this is um, quite a significant couple of weeks where we've got two weeks to get through what I think is, yeah, 20 chapters. So, um, you know, we've got quite a lot to deal with. Um, and they cover the war chapters uh, of the part of this part of the Book of Mormon. Now, I think that there's obvious reasons why we're going to rush through these, these 20 chapters over the next two weeks. Um, you know, there is um, perhaps less, maybe, to, to gain from the... Uh, the recording of these war chapters. However, I do think we need to remember that there is actually a lot to be gained from certain parts of this. So I'm going to try and deal with the um, the parts that stood out to me. But of course, as always, I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna say this is gonna have to be your main study for this this week and next week. I strongly recommend this as a supplement because there are going to be many things that I'm not going to be able to cover as as in much detail as I probably could and should do. Uh, and so. I do recommend you studying uh, alongside with me, uh, maybe the things that I haven't been able to cover. Today, I want to get through Alma 43 and 44 to some degree uh, and look at the um, account of Captain Moroni's battle with Zarahemna. Now, um, before we do that, though, I do want to consider why these war chapters are included in the Book of Mormon. In Alma 43 verse 3, um, Mormon mentions that he's now going to return to an account of the wars that began from this year onwards. R. Douglas Phillips said this, quote, If we today feel that Mormon's inclusion of lengthy military accounts is somehow not in keeping with the sacred and religious purpose of the Book of Mormon, then we must remind ourselves that he, unlike most modern historians, had a theological or religious concept of history. In his view, war was not to be explained merely in terms of political, economic or racial causes and effects, but was rooted in moral, spiritual and social problems and unrighteousness. Close quote. Now, um, this, yeah, I think that we sometimes forget when we are reading through the, the war chapters of the Book of Mormon that Mormon actually selected, handpicked um, these parts of the Book of Mormon that we have today to be in this record for us today. Uh, he saw us, he saw our times, and he felt that these war chapters would be useful and applicable to us today. Uh, and he could have had more, maybe he could have had more of the words of Abinadi or more of the words King Benjamin. We we read often the phrase that, you know, he said more things, but I only write a part for this record. So he could have written more from these great prophets, but he instead chose to include also these war chapters as part of this record. Uh, and yeah, we have to remember that, that Mormon himself was a chief captain. And so he will have, you know, seen these as valuable, valuable learning lessons for us spiritually as well. So let's not uh, write them off too soon. Uh, we've got quite a lot to get through with it and a lot to learn. In verse eight, um, he we we learn about um, the the purpose of Zarahemna 
uh, who was the chief captain over the Lamanites, or and the leader of the Lamanites, it seems. Um, of course, he wasn't, as we know, a, a an actual proper Lamanite. He was, uh, I believe, uh, one of the Zoramites or one of the Amalek- Amalekites. In fact, I'm going to go back and look at that because uh, I want to get that right. It doesn't say whether he was a Zoramite or an Amalekite, but what we do know is that he was one of the two, and these two are obviously previous Nephites. Uh, in fact, it says in verse 6 that they were all Amalekites and Zoramites, and so clearly there is a um, a past aggression and hatred of the people of Nephi because these people came from the Nephites themselves. Uh, but what's interesting as well is that Zara, what Zarahemna's um, ambition is. He says in verse 8, For behold, his designs were to stir up the Lamanites to anger against the Nephites. This he did that he might usurp great power over them, and also that he might gain power over the Nephites by bringing them into bondage. And what we see through these war chapters of the antagonists, if you like, such as Zarahemna and later Amalekiah and so on, is that their purposes is to gain power and control. Um, and that power and control begins within the the Lamanites themselves and causes great problems there uh, and causes great problems for many innocent Lamanites, I'm sure. Uh, But then also that that power and control is not, not, you know, um, satiated by just having that power over the Lamanites if they want it over the Nephites as well. And then who knows if they were to be successful in that, how far they would go with that. So it's a very dangerous thing. But then we learn about Captain Moroni and uh, how he led the armies from when he was about 25 years old. And in verse 18, it says, And it came to pass that he met the Lamanites in the borders of Jershon, and his people were armed with swords and scimitars and all manner of weapons of war. And when the armies of the Lamanites saw that the people of Nephi, or that Moroni, had prepared his people with breastplates and arm shields, yea, and also shields to defend their heads, and they also were dressed in thick clothing. Um, So clearly Moroni has prepared his people well. Uh, Monty S. Nyman said this, quote, Preparation is the mark of a good leader. To be prepared requires anticipation of the future, and Captain Moroni was always prepared for war against the Lamanites. As the account continues, the Lamanites copy the Nephites' innovative methods, but we all see that Captain Moroni was a step ahead and always prepared with some new methods of defence that the Lamanites had not anticipated. On the other hand, the Lamanites still used their basic age-old customs of warfare, they relied on the arm of human strength, while Captain Moroni relied on the Lord. Close quote. So yeah, I mean, this is going to be a very clear analogy or very clear uh, lesson to be learned from these war chapters is that Captain Moroni and the Nephites were always prepared more than the Lamanites were. And so what? how much we can learn from that in our own personal lives, preparing ourselves um, to, you know, live righteously and i think that you know we are continually engaged in this battle uh, we read about how the the war in heaven is continued on the earth today and so to prepare ourselves against not just things of the world and physical things such as maybe uh, let's take a recent example the um, the, the covid-19 and uh, things like that preparing our families our homes against the uh, spiritual influences all those are important but also we can apply this to a physical sense we must be prepared for any attack that may come to ourselves spiritually, an attack on our morality, an attack on our you know, temptations to do to make incorrect choices. We need to prepare ourselves before those things come. Rather than doing the same things we have done before, step things up, use things, use the atonement more in our lives. So there's many ways we can apply this spiritually. And as we move into verse 21, we can see that um, 
Zarahemna did not have this care to prepare for his people. Captain Ranai clearly loved his people and didn't want their blood to be shed. Zarahemna was the opposite. He didn't care for his people and about the blood that was shed. Um, and so in verse 21 we read, But they were not armed with breastplates nor shields. Therefore they were exceedingly afraid of the armies of the Nephites because of their armour, notwithstanding their number being so much greater than the Nephites. What is interesting, of course, is that Zarahemna still continues with this battle, despite the fear of his people. Um, in verse 23, we see another great principle by Captain Moroni. He said, it says, But it came to pass, as soon as they had departed into the wilderness, Moroni sent camps, a spies into the wilderness to watch their camp. And Moroni, knowing the prophecies of Alma, sent certain men unto him, desiring him what he, that he should inquire of the Lord whether they are, whither the army should go to defend themselves against the Lamanites. Um, Captain Ronai clearly understood the importance of the prophet's guidance and the words of the prophet. Um, and I think that that is an important principle for us to remember, that the words of the prophet, of course, will guide us spiritually in the matters of, of the Lord, but they can also guide us in very physical things. This was a very physical and temporal need that, that the Nephites had. This was a battle, a physical battle. And yet, Captain and I still wanted to receive the guidance of the Lord in this matter, for he knew that the Lord would guide them in all, in all physical and temporal as well as spiritual matters. Now, I'm not going to go dive into really the tactics of the warfare, although we know and clearly can see that the, the calculated and planned way that Captain Ronai lived his life, uh, and so we should learn lessons from that. But I want to skip ahead to where they are clearly winning this battle, uh, despite the Lamanites fighting like dragons, and we then see that Moroni tells the, the Nephites to stop the shedding of blood. And he basically offers to Zarahemna to stop the battle as long as they oath um, that they will never pick up a weapon of war again against the Nephites. This wasn't just a, a simple case of winning this battle. He had the long-term vision. He wanted the, any potential warfare to stop between the Nephites and the Lamanites, for he knew that the Zoramites had gone over to the Lamanites, and he knew that there would be more um, threats like this in future, which, of course, we do see fulfilled later on. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave it there because we are over 10 minutes. Um, and so, yep, didn't get through what I wanted to quite, but we are nearly there. There's just one more point I wanted to make from this battle, and then we'll move on as well tomorrow. Thank you for listening today. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it uh, and enjoy uh, looking at the war chapters with me over the next couple of weeks. Please do leave your comments and thoughts uh, on the Facebook group at Church of Jesus Christ Study Session at Come, with Come Follow Me. And I'll look to share some of those listener comments uh, next Monday. Also, you can um, join uh, and share some feedback via email, session at gmail.com. You can also email if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode to study with me as well. I'd love to do that via Zoom and it is very easy to set up. So it'd be great to hear from some people there. Thank you for listening and your time and until we meet again.